Welcome back to the Anime Summon Newscast. It's your favorite host with the most, Sound the Bomb. It is February 7th, 2020. Wow. Fucking next week is Valentine's Day, man. Fun fact about me. Valentine's Day. Okay, this is... And I kind of hate that I did this now, like, looking back on it. And I felt this way for a couple years now. Actually, more than a couple, but... um, I actually asked Trisha out on our first date... On Valentine's Day, like we had our first date on Valentine's Day, um, and we've been together ever since. Um, that's super cheesy, I know, but I was, you know, in high school and I was like really trying for this this girl, you know, and I got her, booyah! But yeah, so I I, I celebrate it more as our anniversary now than Valentine's Day. Um, but yeah, Valentine's Day is a little. It's a little overrated, but people enjoy it, so whatever, it's fine. Anyway, there's your some fact for the fucking the fucking week, all right? Fuck you. Um there's a lot to talk about today. There's a lot to unpack. Also, I'm recording this a little bit earlier in the day than I normally would, so I might miss some things, okay? Um but there's still this episode is still packed full of stuff and we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. And We'll take a little break in the middle, like always. And then I got a big piece at the end of, like, <coughs> excuse me. I got a big piece at the end of, like, the non-anime and then a big piece at the end of the anime news. So let's talk about some stuff, okay? All right, let's do it. Let's get into it. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm on the wrong tab, you guys. There we go. Um, I got some video game news here. Not a lot of video game news, but um, the big piece at the end is video game related, so that's good. Nintendo... This is a couple days ago. Nintendo says Switch is in the middle of its lifespan. I read this and I'm like, damn, really? I don't even have a Switch yet. Like, and I'm always so late to the game. Like, I'm always so late to the newest console game. I never get it right when it comes out, you know, like everybody else does. And I'm still going to get a Switch because it's a it's technically also a portable and I can add it to my portable collection. But I like I got a PS4 super late, you know what I mean? I got a PS4 only like a couple of years ago and we're already you know going to have the PS5 um at the end of this year. So like, you know, but yeah, I read that and I was like really sad. I was like, "Damn, really? Shit. Like what are they going to come out with next, you know?" Um hopefully, I don't know. I feel like maybe they're going to come out with a a newer kind of Switch that like can play 3ds and ds games i don't know i feel like the switch is a pretty good console so it's just like shit that's the next piece of news though speaking of the ps5 um they revealed the dualshock 5 controller and it looks pretty sweet like they're they said that a trailer for the ps5 is coming soon you know so that's pretty sweet i'm excited to see that and i'm i'm excited to hear that the ps5 is like there's like rumors or maybe they're not rumors anymore i don't know if it's confirmed or not i don't know someone tell me that they're gonna, it's gonna be all the way backwards compatible, but I also do remember the they said that about like the PS4 being backwards, quote unquote, backwards compatible, as in you can download PS1 games from the PlayStation Network on the PS4, like some stupid like that. So I don't know. 
I don't know. We'll see. If I can physically put a PS1 disc in a PS5, though, that would be dope. Like, I have so many PS1, PS2 games. Um, you know, the PS2 library itself is super huge. Um, probably not as huge as the PS3 one, but for, like, a console that old, it was a pretty huge library for sure. Um, Resident Evil Netflix series begins shooting in June. I... I was about to say this is a hot take, but it's not really a hot take because I've heard plenty of other people say this. Netflix is trying too hard. They are definitely, I feel like they're just trying way too hard. They're spending all this money on doing these adaptations of, you know, anime and video game stuff. And your girl is just not excited because, like, they're spending so much money. And then they, they're spending that much money on this shit and licensing and all that other crap to make adaptations that'll probably, you know, that maybe will fail, more likely fail than not, in my opinion. And then the price of Netflix just keeps going up, and that's why I'm now paying 15 bucks instead of, you know, 10 And before that, I was paying 7 You know what I mean? So it's like, but The Witcher was really good. The Witcher, I heard, was really good. I have not heard anyone complain about The Witcher at all. And I've never played the games or read the books, but for all of my friends who have, like, either just read the books or just played the games or have done both, they've all said it's really, really good. And they said that you could technically watch it without it, you know, reading, you know, but I don't know. Um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe they, they'll do this right. Maybe they'll do Resident Evil right. Maybe Netflix will do with Resident Evil that the movies didn't do, you know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what they say about that. Um the this is kind of you know what i'm gonna move that to the end i'm gonna move that to the end here we go um shang chi reportedly casting several marvel secret agents shang chi and the legend of the ten rings is the next in the marvel cinematic universe i think this is going to be a movie and it's going to be pretty sweet i think i love shang chi if you've never heard of shang chi there was these comics that came out called like masters of kung the masters of kung fu or something like that i don't remember but i don't remember what it's called what the original comic was called but shang chi is just like a he's a martial artist he's like he knows kung fu and like he he was like a superhero you know it was badass it was really cool it was kind of like um these comics i think kind of came out in the the martial arts blow up you know in in the states and uh dc even came out with the karate kid not not the same as like you know Mr. Miyagi and Daniel and all them. No, but the Karate Kid, you know? So, like, yeah, I don't know. I think the Shang-Chi movie is going to be super sick. If they hire the right people to do the right, like, kind of choreo and directing, it's going to be sick. Uh, Disney planning to expand Hulu beyond U.S. in 2021. This is exciting because oftentimes I do have... I keep saying, you know what? When I refer to the podcast, I keep saying I, and that's really shitty of me. So I'm really sorry to Nick and Danny there. But we do have listeners in Canada, a bunch, okay? And we actually have a bunch in Mexico. And uh, and some in the and actually uh, now I'm seeing more in the UK, which is really awesome. Um, they, and they don't get Hulu because Hulu is only in the US. So I think this is probably the one good thing about Disney Plus is that or Disney doing the partnership with Hulu because now Disney is trying to make Hulu go beyond you know, so maybe, maybe also that way we can get more, you know, you here in the States, we can get more Canadian television and UK television. 
and um in you know everyone can have hulu everywhere else you know because sometimes i'll say in the discord like oh yeah it's on hulu and um one of my canadian listeners will be like nope i'm in canada man like it's like oh shit my bad so your girl's tripping and i'm like fuck i forget that they don't have hulu over there um but yeah i haven't really seen a lot of canadian shows actually the only canadian show that i've seen is slasher which if you've never seen slasher it's pretty cool it's like a it's a horror anthology show so every season's like a different story kind of like american horror story um the first season the first season was just called slasher and then it got canceled and then netflix picked it up and made a second season and they retitled the first season uh executioner and then the second season is called guilty party which is the first one i watched and um (coughs) excuse me and um yeah no it's really cool if you've never seen slasher it's pretty cool anyway went on a fucking tangent there hulu is coming or hulu is trying to go beyond the u.s and that's pretty cool um i guess this is technically anime news i don't know i i mean it's castlevania but netflix is they revealed the season three uh poster and it is going to premiere in march march so dude like a month from now march 5th that is exciting i'm excited about cast the castlevania netflix series coming like i thought it was really good i think they're doing a pretty good faithful animated adaptation of it and i like it i'm glad that netflix is still going with that it's funny because we were just talking shit about netflix and now we're all like oh castlevania but anyway John Krasinski continues to lobby to be cast in MCU's Fantastic Four. Ever since the Fox-Disney merger, Marvel fans have been hoping to see Fantastic Four join the MCU, and many of them agree on who should play Mr. Fantastic, John Krasinski. The Jack Ryan star and A Quiet Place Part Two director has previously expressed interest in the role, and now he has reiterated that he's still very much up to it. You're like, do you have any interest in not shattering people's dreams? Krasinski told Total Film with a laugh. I would love to be in the Marvel Universe. I love those movies because they're fun. But I also think they're really well done, and certainly a lot of my friends are in those movies. I have no idea what Marvel's thinking, but if they are considering me for Mr. Fantastic, continue to consider me because I would love it. That'd be cool. I mean, I would like to see I would like to see that. We're still not I don't think we're still not fully I don't think anyone is still fully immersed in the next Marvel phase yet. I mean, we haven't got anything since Endgame, right? Technically. So like it's going to be weird after watching Endgame. It's definitely going to be weird. Um, but speaking of such, um, the Super Bowl was last weekend. Shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs. And they had a TV spot for um, uh, Marvel and Disney Plus had a TV spot for uh, their shows. And it was basically this little kind of trailer that sh- that teased a little bit of each show of WandaVision loki and uh falcon and the winter soldier and it was pretty sick i'm excited wandavision looks like a trip honestly it looks super sick and i know that's part of the marvel cinematic universe so like i think that's going to be the first taste we get of the new the next phase in the mcu obviously they're they're talking about dr strange guns guardians of the galaxy volume three you know potentially more spider-man you know we're talking about crossing over with the um with the uh you know the other spider verses the other movies and you know they're they they got uh, sam raimi to direct uh doctor strange the next doctor strange movie which is 
crazy. Sam Raimi is also the guy who did the original Tobey Maguire movies, if you don't know that. But yeah, um, that's pretty That's pretty exciting, man. I'm pretty excited. Sony's Masters of the Universe is reportedly destined for Netflix. With Masters of the Universe release up in the air, the film reboot may be heading to Netflix instead of theaters. According to DiscussingFilm.com, the film may forego a theatrical release as Sony has budget concerns over the reported $130 million project. You know, I mean, what, I, imagine this like, imagine this like 30, 20 years ago, right? 30, 20, 20, 30 years ago, um, where your only options were have a theatrical release and then home video or straight to home video, you know? Now we have options and now directors have options. They know that it's effective to premiere movies with straight on Netflix or straight on a streaming service or have a very limited theatrical release and then go straight to the streaming service, you know? Um, you have that option now and directors and producers and things like that have that option. And I think that's really cool. I know if I were making a movie, you know, I like, and I had more options to show it to people, um, that would be great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause direct video back in the day was not very good. You know what I mean? Direct video was, you know, it didn't have as much marketing as the movies that would go in the theaters and, you never knew where it would be available. It's like, is Target going to carry it? Is Walmart going to carry it? Is Best Buy going to carry it? You know, whatever. So, you know, that's cool that Masters of the Universe has that option, that other people have that option as well. Matrix 4 set video reveals a very non-Neo look for Keanu Reeves. I did not, it like didn't even link the fucking, the fucking video. Like, I'm looking for the, like, I clicked on the article and... Oh, I guess it was on Keanu Planet's Twitter. Okay. Anyway, it looks like he is in the real world and he's, like, falling on some hard times. I have no idea what The Matrix 4 is going to be about, but you never know. It's going to be crazy. The original cast is returning original directors. Obviously, original directors. Like, no one else should fucking do those movies other than the Wachowskis. But anyway, um, hashtag Alita sequel trends on Twitter as fan campaign gains new energy fans have continued their pleas for a sequel to 2019 cyberpunk film alita battle angel as alita sequel trends on twitter in full force a multitude of images and clips from alita battle angel are being shared along with fans begging for a sequel it's worth noting that alita battle angel recently arrived on hbo which will likely help prompt these calls for another film uh yeah no this was when did okay so this movie came out in 2019 i know it was winter when it came out sometime right because i went to go see it with nick and my brother and it was snowing outside uh oh february 14th so on valentine's day it's almost been a year uh since this movie came out so i mean yeah i would like to see one I, you know i know that we have talked about this before on the newscast you know a long time ago um but i know that they were kind of saying like it depended on how people reacted to it um you know, while and it says right here, look, while the film didn't turn as much of a profit as Fox hoped, it has gained a cult following that has continued to support it. Fans even created a petition for Alita Battle Angel Part 2, which currently sits at nearly 140,000 signatures. Yeah, I don't know, man. Those change.org or those online petitions, you know, sometimes they don't ever get heard. Um, but apparently Edward Norton passed on Avatar 2 for Alita. Alita. Uh, why, I don't know. But that's 
pretty sick, actually. And actually, I do know, because Avatar's dumb. Fuck Avatar. Fucking James Cameron's been working on that for fucking 50 years. Like, fuck off already. James Cameron, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> fucking Danny. Um, is Spiral a Saw franchise sequel, reboot, or something else? So this new trailer came out, um, I think it was yesterday. Was it yesterday? I believe it was yesterday. And it is called Spiral from the Book of Saw, or simply just called Spiral. And the, the main character is Detective uh, Ezekiel Banks, and it's played by Chris Rock. And it is like they haven't revealed too many details of it. It was just a teaser that came out. But it's basically somebody playing games in the city and they're specifically targeting targeting cops or something like that or detectives and they're spraying like spirals everywhere the same spirals that can be found on billy's cheeks billy the puppet from the saw franchise they said something like that while it's not nearly um it's not supposed to be like okay this is right here da 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 was moved up to see what's okay okay um, yeah, no, like, it, I can't even, where does it say? Oh, the film will serve as a ninth installment in the Saw franchise. It was directed by Darren Lynn Bousman and written by Josh Stolberg. And it is supposed to be in the same universe and not necessarily a direct sequel to the previous films. So not a direct sequel to, uh, Jigsaw or the previous you know saga films the seven movies before it or whatever but like it's still in the same universe so like jigsaw's influence is like you know still heavily weighing on this universe rather which is like it kind of makes sense i mean the movies give off this if you've seen any of the, the saw movies or whatever they it gives off this very uh very heavy feel that that Jigsaw or John Kramer's influence was like very huge in the the world or the state that he was in. Anyway, I like those movies. So I don't know how this one's going to do, though. I've seen the teaser. Eh, it looks a little weird, but we'll see. Uh, Snake Eyes star shares first photo from the G.I. Joe spinoff film. Have you, ever, have you guys ever seen those G.I. Joe films? Like, honestly, they're making uh, a movie called gi joe origins snake eyes um i have never seen any i think i've seen the first one and it's just a cool action movie like it's not really like you know anything amazing you know it's just like the transformers movies pretty much it's a hasbro movie you know it's like battleship transformers um but yeah apparently they're making a snake eyes movie and that's pretty cool um showing him the sort of how he became snake eyes and um storm shadow is going to be in it obviously uh henry golding plays the eponymous gi joe character he is joined by and andre koji as storm shadow and Iku Oasis as Hardmaster. Urs- ursula corbero as the baroness which is awesome and sam sarah weaving as scarlet so it's pretty cool pretty cool man pretty excited mulan's new villain may be the disney remake secret weapon yeah they dropped the <clears throat> like a full-on like trailer of mulan now that shows more of like it's an actual trailer not just a teaser and there's like this new villain in it and it's like a witch um there's a lot of problems with this movie already 
Um, and a lot of people don't really understand the, the, the hows and whys, so I'll explain it. So a lot of people, of course, were like, well, this is a dumb remake because it doesn't have Mushu or Cricket or any of the music. So that's like the big thing that everyone's complaining about. Um, or at least not everyone, but like that a lot of people complained about. The reason for that is because Mulan is still a, <laughs> a, a Chinese folklore that the animated movie was based on. It was a story before Disney did anything with it, okay? Um, when Disney animated it, of course they added other worldly characters and musical numbers in it. It's a Disney movie, okay? So the Mulan is based on a, an old Chinese you know, folktale. Um, so this live action movie remake, if you can call it that, is more based on that than it is the animated, um, version of it. So technically I wouldn't even call this a remake of the animated one. I would call it an adaptation of the original folklore. So Disney just did it twice, once animated and once more realistic. You know what I mean? So, uh, I think you should calm the fuck down about that. Also, the other side of that coin is, is that the person who plays Mulan, like, said something really fucked up. She said something like, the protesters in Hong Kong should be shot. She said that on Twitter. I'm not going to get into that whole fucking debate. I just want to mention that, just in case anyone didn't know that she said that. It's kind of, in my opinion, kind of fucked up to say, you know, because protesting is a fucking human right, in my opinion. So, I mean, I think that's kind of messed up. But anyway, yeah, it's up to you. You know, you can go see the movie or not. Um, game producer Ryota Nitsuma leaves Capcom. This is kind of a big piece. Uh, Ryota Nitsuma announced on Twitter on Sunday that he is leaving Capcom. Nitsuma thanked his followers for all their support during his time at the company. He said that he will continue to work as a producer in the games industry. During his time at Capcom, Nitsuma worked as producer in games such as Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. Uh, Marvel's Capcom 3, Ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure HD version. So, I don't know. That's, yeah, I don't know why. It always sucks when you hear, like, these the, the bigger names and the big producers and stuff leave the company for whatever reason. Um, especially ones that worked on the older fighting games that we liked. Um, because you never know what they're going to do with the property from then on out. And... We got Marvel's Capcom Infinite the last time. So it's just like, ugh, you know. Speaking of fighting games, though, here's my big piece at the end of the non-anime news. This is fucking exciting. Evo 2020 had a stream um, announcing the the dates and games for the Las Vegas tournament on July 31st and August 2nd. And these are the games. Street Fighter V Champion Edition. Dragon Ball Fighters, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, because it's going to be out by then, so get excited for that. Tekken 7, Undernight and Birth, EX Late CLR, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Soul Calibur 6, Samurai Showdown, and Marvel Versus Capcom 2. Yes, you heard me. Marvel Versus Capcom 2. That is fucking exciting. Um, there's many reasons for this because it is the 20th anniversary of the game and it has also been 10 years since the game has been at Evo. So it's kind of like 
you know um the reason also the the, the the also they're doing this one different so it's going to be um an eight man invitational tournament with four past winners of the games in previous evo tournaments invited to the bracket so it's it's called the what they're calling it at evo is marvel's capcom 2 tournament of champions is what they're calling it so that's pretty exciting and even though it's just an eight-man invitational, it's not like a full-on you know tournament like the other games are. The reason why it's exciting, otherwise, is because people are going to see this. People who are you know newer to the fighting game scene are going to see this. Um, people who have only been a part of the scene for the past couple of years, you know, and who don't really know much about MVC two. Um, they're going to see <clears throat> this being streamed or they're going to see it at Evo and maybe hype for the game will come back so much so to the point that Capcom will make like a, a really legit awesome online version maybe for us to play. I don't know. We'll see. But that'll be fucking sick. That would be super dope. I would be I would fucking love that. So anyway, there is the non-anime news. So there you go uh let's get into the anime news we got a big piece at the end of that one so uh hang tight okay boom check that out for me okay and always links.animesummit.net you can find everything right there twitter instagram or discord link um yeah i have not deactivated my twitter yet but i'm not using it at all like, it's not on my phone or anything like that. So, the reason why I haven't deactivated it yet is because they want you to put in your email to deactivate it. And if I do that, then I can't make a new one with that same email till later. So, I'm trying to find, like, a throwaway email to change it to. I might just, like, make a new Gmail, like, a random new Gmail and just do it like, that way. I just haven't gotten around to it yet because I keep forgetting. Because that's how much I don't care about Twitter right now. You know what I mean? So, anyway, don't follow me on Twitter. I'm not on. I'm not using it right now. <laughs> I'm on Discord literally all the time. I just use Discord now. So um, to communicate with, like, my IRL friends, I use, you know, other means. So, um, but, yeah, if you want to talk to me, I'm on Discord. If you want to talk to Nick and Danny, they're on Twitter. Um, so you can find them in the Anime Summit. Um, also, become a patron. Patreon.com slash Anime Summit. Um, you get exclusive stuff. We're gonna You're going to get first grabs of stuff we're rolling out in 2020. And it's going to be amazing. So become a patron today. You're helping us um, buy more equipment, you know, put more time into this stuff, get you better content, more content, exclusive patron content, things like that. So, yeah, please do that. All right. Let's get it on. Um, Everyone's getting married. The creator, uh, Izumi Miyazono of that manga, launches new manga in April. Um, the Miyazono drew a 36 page one shit manga, one shit, <laughs> one shot manga titled Misty Night. And, uh, people are speculating that that will be the new series. Um, uh, it's like a romance or they do a lot of romance stuff. So one piece pirate warriors four game video previews, Marco Ace and Whitebeard. Um, the, this game you know, out of all the One Piece fighting games I've seen, there was one on GameCube that was really sick. It was kind of cart- it was a little bit cartoony, but it was more like 3D kind of like you could go around a whole level. Um, but yeah, these Pirate Warrior games I've never played, but I've seen people play them like super hardcore. And this one looks 
pretty wild. Like I'm, it's gonna be pretty sick. So that comes out in March for PC and PS4. Um, <clears throat> Anime Tamago 2020 shorts reveal cast. I'm not gonna go over the fucking cast. I just wanted to bring this up because um, there's um, a bunch of shorts here. Um, Omate Toru Hero. This one looks fucking cool. By Studio Speed. <clears throat> Set in the year 22XX due to drastic decrease in the human population. The government starts accepting races from other allied planets as a result of genetic mixing. New species are born with special powers. A young man named Yuki learns on his 18th birthday that while his father is a member of the Hero Tribe, his mother is a member of a tribe of beings who can manipulate plants, who were supposedly wiped out due to the accelerated mechanization of the planet. As a result, Yuki holds powers of both tribes, but he questions which side he should help with his powers. That's pretty cool. The Chronicles of Rebecca, uh, Studio Vega Entertainment. Rebecca is a 10-year-old cheerful and energetic girl who is the second of seven children. She lives in a rural town in Maine in the United States and at the end of the 19th century. After her father dies, her family descends into poverty and Rebecca unwillingly goes to live with her aunts Miranda and Jane. Rebecca loves her kind aunt Jane dearly, but her aunt Miranda is naggy and strict. It's probably like a kid's anime. Um, but that's cute. That's, a little, that's, 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 that's cute. Uh, Michiru Rescue, Studio Yumita Company. Four glowing orbs of different color fly through space. Uh, chasing after a dark red orb after a fierce battle, only the blue orb falls to Earth into the room where Michiru is sleeping, but the dark red orb also appears on Earth. The orb changes shape into the form of a boy and starts to illegally raise <laughs> Meijiro birds. Later, Michiru is at a flea market in a park when a large flock of Meijiro birds cover the sky and start attacking people. The yellow, silver, and purple orbs show up and almost manage to calm down the Meijiro, but violence is about to break out again. At that moment, Michiru hears a voice inside her asking her to save the Meijiro. Uh, okay, that seems pretty... Heavy-handed. This one looks like a kid's anime, too. Um, but it's supposed to be... These anime shorts train young animators on the job as part of Japanese government's Agency of Cultural Affairs, the Young Animator Training Project. The shorts will screen next year. The project was previously known as Anime Mirai. So that's pretty exciting. You know, I always like seeing these, like, up-and-coming things. Carolyn Tuesday's Nye BRXX and Selena Ann to perform at South by Southwest event. That's pretty sick. So, I mean, hopefully they're going to perform, like, the... The soundtrack. I mean, it's obviously they're there together. Um, if you haven't seen Carol on Tuesday, it's pretty sick. I was not as into it as everyone else because I think I overhyped it for myself. But I still loved it. I think Shiro Shiro Watanabe did a sweet job. They did really well picking the artist to do the the music and to do Carol on Tuesday. Uh, it's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, that's pretty sweet. I, I don't really care about South by Southwest, but I think that's cool that they're going to be performing there, you know, together. Um Pokemon Twilight Wings anime short cast Tadasuki Shingaki. The official website for Pokemon Twilight Wings, Studio Colorido's net anime short series of the Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield Nintendo Switch role-playing games, revealed the cast edition of Tadasuki Shingaki uh, and February 18 premiere date for the second episode on Friday. I have not watched any of these yet, but I heard they're fucking sweet. Um... <clears throat> the first episode came out January 15th with a new episode debuting every month thereafter. So it's going to be two episodes in after this one. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch those. Damn. Beyblade Burst Rise anime listed with February 8th premiere on Disney XD. Uh, 
man, I don't even know why I brought this one up. The the, the only Beyblade series that was cool was the one with, um, and I'm going to say his American name. I don't know what his anime, his actual Japanese name was in the anime um, because I watched it like on Fox Kids or whatever. Um, but the one with Tyson, the blue-haired kid, and Kai and all them and Lee, uh, that was the one I watched and that was the one I, that got me into Beyblade. The rest of these, I've seen a couple episodes of, like, the Metal Fusions one, and it's kind of dumb. I mean, the proxy battle anime is the ones that are more targeted towards kids are dumb now, I think. I don't know. That's that Nick is going to have a, a baby hearing me say that. But Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba is first manga to take Japan, Japan's entire weekly top ten. That is fucking crazy. Ten different volumes of Demon Slayer manga occupied all top ten positions of Oricon's weekly manga chart. In print for the January 27th of February 2nd week. This is the first time since Oricon began posting rankings in 2008 that a single manga series occupied the entire top 10. The top selling volumes that week were the 8th seen right, 7th volume, 17th, 1st volume, 9th volume, 10th volume, 12th volume, and 11th volume, 2nd volume, and 14th volumes. The 8th volume sold 140,000 copies during that week. Woo, lad, that is crazy. That is pretty wild. I, I might have to cop some of these, man. I mean, this is going to be a time that 10 years from now, if we're still doing this podcast, we're going to reckon we're going to remember this time. It's going to be crazy. Like, yeah, I remember when Demon Slayer fucking just dommed everything. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> Mars Red Vampire Stage Productions get TV anime in 2021. This is like a, a co-produced thing by Funimation and and Crunchyroll, I think, or something. I don't know. I, Yumori TV Enterprise and Funimation announced on Thursday that they are co-producing a television anime series adaptation of Buno Fujisawa's Mars Red Dramatic Stage reading productions that will premiere in 2021. Uh, Mars Red takes place in 1923, and vampires have existed for quite a while, but now the number of vampires is increasing, and a mysterious artificial blood source called Ascara has appeared. The Japanese government in turn creates Code Zero, a unit within the army tasked with taking down the vampiric forces. And what better way to track vampires than by using vampires? So that's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know how I feel about Funimation right now, but you know. Um, already talked about that. Take draws Uzaki-chan wants to hang out manga for second blood donation drive campaign. This is also getting an anime, uh, I think, right? I think this is getting a, 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 an anime, too. Um, but yeah, if you don't know who Uzaki-chan wants to hang out is, um, <clears throat> it the, so do you remember when I talked about that Blood Drive campaign and it had a character with big boobs on the front and she was dressed as a nurse and it actually like, got people to donate blood and people were complaining about it and that nonsense? Yeah, no, like they're doing another Blood Drive and the, the, the artist drew another thing for the blood drive campaign so because it worked so well the first time so yeah it's pretty cool um and i think yeah it's getting an anime uh oh yeah right here um da, 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 da. oh no never mind okay i thought that was that was about the manga anyway you know i'm pretty sure that's getting an anime and uh that's pretty cool uh space battleship yamato 2205 anime debuts next winter that's cool man space battleship yamato getting another Getting another series, Star Blazers. Star Blazers. I have never seen any of it. Um, I should really watch it, though, I think. 
Um, Funimation teases possible license of Paranoia Agent anime. When the darkness over... Oh, wait, that's the description. The 13-episode anime television series premiered in February 2004, and Funimation posted on Twitter Friday saying something is about to wake, make its way to Funimation. It included an image that appears to be cropped portion of key visual for the late Satoshi Kon's Paranoia Agent. Actually, yeah, I think it already came to... This is an old article. I think it already came because I think uh, Ed told me about it. And he was like, I know what I'm doing all day, and he like went and uh, started watching it. But yeah, um, <clears throat> that's pretty cool. So if you've never seen Paranoia Agent and you have... Um, Funimation streaming service. You should definitely check it out. Uh, Attack on Train movies speed over to Crunchyroll today. So if you've never seen the Attack on Train movie, uh, Light That Gathers, Life That Burns, you should check it out. It's going to be on Crunchyroll. Uh, here's the big one of the big pieces. Actually, these are all big pieces from here on out. Here we go. Uh, Korean web manga Tower of God gets TV anime in spring 2020. Um, that is pretty sick. Um, if, you've, if you've ever heard of Korea's neighbor Webtoon, um, it's pretty sick. It's, there's, I, I've, the first web Webtoon I've ever read was Solo Leveling, and I'm reading it right now. It's fucking dope. Um, I don't know if that's the same as this. But anyway, uh, Tower of God has been a, a manga that's been serialized on Korea's neighbor Webtoon since 2010. And it has had it's been translated into twenty eight different languages and has collected four point five billion views worldwide. So obviously the natural next step what to do ten years later is make a fucking anime out of it, man. So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, t- it's a it's a manhua. So you know, if this does well, then hopefully we'll see more manhuas get developed into anime, which is pretty sweet. So that is that's a big deal. That's pretty cool, dude. That's pretty sick. Okay, so this next thing I'm not going to talk about too much. I know it's a big piece. Um, and I don't want to put too much of my opinion out there. Not because I'm afraid of backlash. You know, I'm not, I'm never, whenever I put my opinion out there, I'm not really afraid of actual backlash. I welcome discussion to kind of help me understand the other side if I can, you know, and then make form my own opinion after that. So if I do get quote unquote backlash or. In it, someone wants to call me out on something or discuss something to educate me, that's totally fine. I, I would, I, you know, I personally like to get educated on stuff. You know, I'm always constantly reading and doing stuff. <clears throat> Sometimes you can find me DMing, like, you know, one of our Discord members. You can ask Sen, the one of our patrons. Like, Sen, I sometimes I DM them all the time and. I'm like, okay, yo, can you explain this to me? And they're fucking younger than me. You know what I mean? Because I grew up in a time where um, I was ignorant to a lot of shit up until, like, my mid-20s, you know? So, so you know, um, it, it helps getting, you know, um, the, that perspective. So, um, yeah, anyway, here's this thing about interspecies reviewers. Do you guys remember how I talked about this on the newscast? I was like, oh, my God, this seems like some softcore, like, big booby, you know, smutty shit or whatever. Um, and I was like, it looks interesting. Like, it'd be funny to watch, you know. Apparently, Funimation pulled it. Um, and they tried to, like, do it without anybody noticing. And then when somebody noticed it, then they came out with a statement saying, well, it didn't fit our standards or something like that. Which is fucking weird because it's kind of like you could literally broadly gesture to like uh 
any other anime that's probably on Funimation. Like, there's a ton of stuff with big boobs everywhere. So, I don't know. Th- this, I-, I guess, crosses the line in one or two parts or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, apparently Amazon Prime Video took it down recently, too. Uh, Wormy showed that to me on our Discord. Um, it- it- people are saying that... <coughs> that... Uh, while getting dumped by paid streaming services isn't going to help the show, that losing a free TV broadcast partner might not really hurt its bottom line all that much. So, I mean, you never know. Um, you know, it still could premiere on late night for Japan and what have you. Um, uh, there's an uncensored version. There's a censored version, you know. It, it really, honestly, Funimation taking it down and Amazon Prime Video taking it down well, this is what pushes people to pirate, and this is what also pushes people to just buy a shit ton of hard copies and buy the uncensored version, you know? So either way, I think the show is still going to get its money worth, hopefully, you know? I don't know. Maybe. You know, I don't know that much about how that stuff works. What I do think is stupid is that there's many reasons why Funimation is just stupid. Um, Maybe I'm not mad at some things they've done as other people are. Um, but I do think this is one of those things, uh, that's pretty dumb. Um, I think, uh, I think although too, you as a company, like if it's your choice on what you want to show on your service and what you don't want to show, what you want to license and what you don't want to license, you know, I, I totally get that. You know, uh, you can do whatever you want. It's your company at the same time. When people are paying you for your stuff and you take something away from them that they're paying for, then it's kind of like, I don't know. Let me know what you think about that. Maybe I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Let me know what you think about that. Um, here's the next thing, okay? And this might be a little sensitive uh, to some. And if it's not, then, I, you know, that that's fine. I just like to be cautious. I like to be empathetic towards people's feelings and and things like that. So <clears throat> I didn't actually hear about this until earlier today when I was talking about it with uh, Noxie. Or was it yesterday I was talking to them about it? It was either yesterday or earlier today. Um, shout out to Noxie from Project Manga Podcast. Um, so the creator for My Hero Academia, Kohei uh, Horikoshi, he... Um, Named a villain. Uh, there's a villain named Daruma Ujiko. <laughs> and the character's real name was revealed as a reference to victims of human experimentation during World War II. Um, they, the, the character's name is Maruta Shiga. Maruta refers to the code name for human experimentation undertaken by Imperial Japanese armies. Unit 731 during the Second Sino-Japanese War of World War II. Uh, Chinese victims of the experiments were called Maruta, the Japanese word for logs, as a reference to the facility's cover story that it was a lumber mill. Victims, including children, elderly, pregnant women, and the mentally handicapped, were purposely infected with diseases, dissected, lobotomized, and amputated while still alive. So that that is a brief history of those experiments, okay? And Kohei Horikoshi named the character that because the guy is also the creator of the Nomu 
Um, if you don't know that much about My Hero Academia lore, the Nomu are the, these these humanoid created villains um, that are meant to carry multiple quirks inside of them. And the first time you saw a Nomu was like uh, episode 10, I think, or 9 or 10 in My Hero Academia, the first season. And All Might uh, dispatched of that Nomu. Um, and so the character Maritashiga or uh, Daruma, Daruma or whatever, he's the mastermind behind those, uh, creating those. And so that's why Kohei named him that because he was doing something vile to take people's quirks and put them into these nomus and create these these, you know, pretty much whole other beings, basically disgustingly playing God. And, um, you know, that made it past the <clears throat> weekly Shonen Jump editors and naturally um, readers shared their shock at the reference. And people in China and people in Korea were, were heavily upset at the reference. You know, it's, it's a very vile thing. Um, so here's... And and I'm I'm going to try my best not to like preach my opinion because that's not what I'm doing. Okay, I'm not even part of the affected group, so my opinion at the end of the day honestly doesn't fucking matter. Okay, I want to make that very fucking clear to you people. Okay, you guys have to understand something. Okay, and I'm not being fuck. I'm not angry. I'm not being. I'm not trying to be rude or talk at you or condescend or anything. I'm just saying that. And I'm saying it because this is something that took me some like a long time to learn, okay? Everyone can have an opinion. That is completely fine. We can all have opinions. It's and you can all, you know, observe, you know, things, see things, read things, and then have opinions. Okay? We're all human. We all have opinions. We all have judgments. We all have you know, reservations, that kind of thing. But in in, in certain situations, in this case, I am not the affected group. I am not Chinese. I'm not, uh, you know, Korean. Uh, I'm not... Th- this is not something that would offend me, okay? If I was Chinese or Korean, maybe it would. Maybe it wouldn't. I wouldn't know because I'm not Chinese. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm half Thai and half Hispanic, Okay, half Latina. So, like, it, I, I, my opinion, I'm just sharing it because we're on the newscast. I like to talk to you guys. I, I like to share my opinion, okay? I'm That's the only reason I'm sharing it. it at the end of the day, in, in my personal worldview, my opinion doesn't matter. It only matters to the people affected, okay? Okay, moving on. So, because that happened, um, people were moving to quote-unquote cancel Kohei and My Hero Academia and now from what I've what I've what I've read uh Kohei issued an apology um earlier today and I'm going to read it to you right now former formal apology this was uh tweeted by Jump Henshubu um formal apology for the name used in My Hero Academia in Weekly Shonen Jump issue 10 2020 um I'm going to click on this so I can uh, expand it here. Here we go. Um, here we go. All right, I'm going to read this to you, okay? Here we go. 
regarding the character Marutsushiga, which appeared in Chapter 259 of My Hero Academia, Weekly Shonen Jump Issue 10, February 3, 2020. A large number of readers from China and other countries have pointed out that the name evokes memories of the tragic past. Shiga is part of another character's name, and Maruta, uh, which the kanji, they, they use the kanji round and fat, reflects the appearance of the character in question. Any apparent reference to historical events was wholly unintentional. Despite this, the character's role as the doctor for the evil organization combined with his name ended up being hurtful to overseas readers in China and elsewhere. The editorial department ought to have taken the time beforehand to put more thought into this. We did not. And for that, we are profoundly sorry. With all sincerity, we realize the gravity of this issue and will change the name both in the physical volume release and, as soon as possible, in the digital version of the chapter. So that this kind of issue does not occur again going forward, we intend to devote our energies up towards deepening our understanding of a variety of historical and cultural matters by being more intimately aware of the thoughts and feelings of those from all walks of life. We will deliver manga that can be loved by all. February 7th, 2020, uh, Shuisha. Um, and then this is from Kohei himself. Ready? <clears throat> by using the name Marutashiga in chapter 259 of My Hero Academia, I deeply offended a great number of readers. I am truly sorry about this. The character, with deep reverence and wanting to feel closer to the League of Villains' former boss, All for One, decided to take part of All for One's last name, Shigaraki, and make it his own, Shiga. I gave him the first name Maruta because he's round and plump. Any other meaning was coincidental, and I had absolutely no intention of hurting so many readers, which I now know that I did. I apologize from the bottom of my heart. Going forward, I will do my utmost to make sure that this sort of thing never happens again. Kohei Horikoshi. So, that's nice. Okay, thank you for that, I, I would think, you know. But, again... Just because I think the apology is nice doesn't mean that it matters because I'm not the affected group, as I stated many times before. So, you know, that's great and that's nice. Um, what I did see was there were people like in China burning like their books, their mangas and My Hero collectibles and stuff like that. If that's your form of protest, more power to you, you know, good for you. Uh, I think it's a waste. But, you know, again, I'm not the affected group. OK, OK, so. Also, on the other side of that coin, okay, it's 2020. Japan is a pretty smart country. They have access to the internet. And just as much as, as you know, we do and the UK does and Canada does. And you know what I mean? So, and you're, you were part, like, you, you're, you're a Japanese person who is a Japanese resident and you don't know about your history in the war? Like me being an American, I know our our parts in all the wars we've been a part of. You know what I mean? At least I think I do. You know what I mean? Like it kind of like we have access to unlimited information. Okay. And you, you that's something you didn't know about? And then again, maybe he really didn't. And maybe he really did try to name him that because he's round and fat or whatever his explanation was. At the same time, I mean, I don't know. 
that's I'm just trying to play both sides of the coin so you can see both sides. You know what I mean? So like, that's what Noxie told me anyway. Noxie was like, "Well, we have it's 2020. You know, he wrote this chapter in 2020. You know, we have access to unlimited information, and your 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 uh, your heritage and residence is in the country where that took place. So like, what do you what what are you doing? You know." And that, that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, you know, me and Noxie and, you know, I'm sure a lot of us here in America aren't quote unquote canceling my hero. And I'm not really here to talk about cancel culture or anything like that. We're not going to talk about that. If you want to hear my opinion on that, then we can talk about it in on Discord or somewhere else. But I'm not going to talk about it here. I'm, I'm just stating, I'm just trying to talk to you about both sides of the coin. So on one side, I, I think you have every right to be upset. On the other side of that, uh, you know, I, I, I do think you have every right to protest and burn your shit. On the other side of that, like, and, and now I'm hearing, too, that China's going to ban my hero from broadcasting. And they're going to stop, like, Chinese prints of it. So, like, that's, that's going to suck for the Chinese fans who aren't offended by it. You know what I mean? There's, I'm sure there's an, there's... Well, maybe I'm not sure, but like, I'm just thinking in my head, like there might be a handful of my hero fans or maybe half of the, my hero, the Chinese, my hero fans like legit don't care. You know what I mean? And maybe it's just their, their government that cares. But then again, then again, reading this article, people took to Twitter and, and were saying shit, you know what I mean? There was tweets all over the place, you know, um, uh, here and over there and everywhere. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad he apologized. That's great. On the other side of that dude, like you didn't know your own history, your country's own history. And you didn't think about that word. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's the, you, I, I, what I'm basically, what I'm trying to say, I'm sorry, I'm going all over the place. Excuse me. Your girl's tripping. Basically what I'm saying is treat it with nuance, have an open mind, be empathetic when reading about the situation. Okay, so it's 2020. We have access to loads of information, and it's just like something to think about. You know, with my hero as big as it is, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta be careful. Like I know that my, if you're a podcaster or a celebrity or it, whatever, no matter how big or small, even if you're just, if you work in an office with 20 other people. Your words carry weight with those 20 other people at your job. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what you say. It carries weight. I know that everyone listening to me every week, my words carry some kind of weight to you guys, whether you guys disagree with me or not. I, when a celebrity says something or when someone famous says something or a YouTuber says something, their words carry weight to other people. So, like, it happens. You know what I mean? So you got to be responsible. you got to think about that stuff. you got to think about when what you're – what you're doing with your art, you know what I'm saying? And and I'm glad that he apologized. You know, that's great, but again, I'm not the affected I'm not the affected group, so it doesn't matter if I think your apology is nice. It matters what they think. That's just my opinion. So you let me know what you think about that. It's pretty interesting. Um it's pretty crazy, you know. So we'll see. We'll see. That being said, uh, I'm glad you guys listen every week. And you, if, I'm about to say something mushy. So if you guys want to turn it off right now, thank you for listening. Um, but I've been getting 
and I'm not going to name names or Discord names or nothing, but I've been getting DMs and comments lately about how we here at Anime Summit make your week better. It makes your work, your work week go by quicker. And we had a hiccup with this week's episode and it only came out today. And I'm very sorry for that. Um, uh, you know, and it happens, you know, we've had delays before we, we had a, we had a delay in the summertime. I think we had a couple of delays in the summertime, I think due to, um, whatever issue we had. And then of course, I think we had one during the holidays, but, uh, that being said, like, I always say that anime summit is all of us. Like we are fucking a family. Uh, you know, not, no, no cult shit. Okay. I'm not talking about like drinking the punch or any fucking creepy weird shit like that. Like, you know, you can come and go as you please. You don't have to fucking be a fan of me forever. Just, or, you know, I don't care about that stuff. Like I just care about the support, you know, and I, I care about you guys. So it, it makes me feel really good. It makes me feel really good when I know that I can help people get through the day a little quicker. I think that's one of the big reasons I like doing this every week because you turn you turn on your phone or your whatever you're listening on and you listen to me talk and rant and ramble like I just did and then you tell me on Discord that I my newscasts make the work week better or that Nick yelling about lollies makes your work week better or your day better or that Danny yelling at you or yelling at Nick makes your day better. Or the fact that Danny gushes over Yamamushi Pedal makes your day better. Whatever. Uh, you know, uh, that makes me feel really good going forward. And I'm pretty fired up. And I'm excited to show you guys what we got going on for 2020 very soon. <laughs>